I'm Michael Laurie, and you're listening to the Ulster Rugby Roundup. Hello and welcome to the Ulster Rugby Roundup's World Cup Special, brought to you in association with Remus Uomo, Victoria Square Belfast and Stockus Nationwide. Hello and welcome to the Ulster Rugby Roundup, your one-stop shop for all of your rugby needs in Ulster. I'm Adam McKendry, stepping in for Gareth Hanna this week as we look ahead to Ireland's game against Russia and I'm delighted to say that we are joined on the line by Belfast Telegraph rugby correspondent Jonathan Bradley in Kobe. Hi Jonathan. Hi Adam, how's it going? Not too bad, this is the first time I've spoken to you since you went out to Japan, so how are things going? It's an unbelievable country as I'm sure everybody's sort of picked up um, by and high from everybody saying the same thing or those uh, fans that are out there as well. It's uh, such a different culture but especially with Japan winning against Ireland. Obviously they've all gone a bit rugby crazy so um, yeah it's been a really good tournament so far and just uh, a really really special country. We've been seeing a lot of videos of all the fans getting so up for it in the fan zones and even some of the Ireland fans getting in uh, on all the celebrating with the Japanese fans too. I mean, have you been seeing that even over the past few days since the Ireland-Japan game? It's really just in the media coverage that you can see it here because I suppose a funny part of following the team around is that you land a good few days before the fans do. So I think a lot of fans are basing themselves in Tokyo. So say, for instance, came down to Hamamatsu on the Friday before the game. So I'm sure we'll see a good lot of fans landing down today. So it's been a lot more um, English fans that would have stayed on after the USA game and then Scotland fans, because obviously they were playing while while we were here as well. But Irish fans in Kobe so far are probably a bit thin on the ground, but I'm sure they're going to be arriving. Obviously, that is ahead of tomorrow's game against Russia. How, how have the Ireland camp been speaking in terms of this game, obviously on paper it looks like the easiest game, but whenever you're coming off the back of a result like that Japan one, nothing's really as easy as it ever seems. Yeah, it's an interesting one, Adam, because I think it is more um, riding on it than would have been expected, or it's going to be more heavily scrutinised than uh, probably would have been expected. As you say, this is by quite some distance the easiest game of the pool. You know, Russia are theoretically the worst team here. They wouldn't have qualified if it wasn't for that um, eligibility snafu. Some of the other European teams um, have not got any points, but they put up a decent show in here so far. Um, they stuck with Japan for a good while, and given the sightings that happened in the aftermath, they should have been playing a Samoa team with 13 men, so who knows how that would have turned out if that had happened. It's a difficult one for Ireland, I think, in a lot of ways. It's good to have the short turnaround because they had, sort of had to flip the page from Japan so quickly, but um, the other side of that is that it's very difficult for them to really flush Japan out of the system because if they do win, people are going to be saying it's only Russia. So do you think they're going to try and use that Japan hurt? Although it is a much-changed side, you know, you you're bringing Johnny Sexton back in. It looks like they really are trying to kind of exercise a few demons here. Yeah, I'd say that they'll probably tell themselves that. I don't think that, like, I don't think you can because the doubts are still going to linger. You know, after England in the Six Nations, they really lost three wins in a row, but they lost the next time they played a decent side. The fact of the matter is they're not going to be able to exercise any demons until they get to the quarterfinals. That's, mm. that's the next big challenge for them. That's the next time they're playing a game where it wouldn't be 
just an outright disaster beyond 2007 levels if they were to uh, if they were to lose. One of the big talking points, especially back here, is Jordy Murphy getting called up. He was pulled out of the Ulster side to face the Ospreys last week. Now he's starting against Russia tomorrow. Um, well, what's been said about him so far within the Ireland camp? Have you even got a chance to speak to him yet? He's been kept away from the media. So we've been talking to a lot of other people about him, including George Schmidt yesterday. He, I suppose, made the valid point that it's an 11.15 kick-off at home. Even if his body clock hasn't fully adjusted, it shouldn't be that big a deal in terms of the jet lag. Obviously, they're approaching it with the best that sports science and everything can offer. So they should be able to deal with it a lot better than certainly uh, the rest of us coming over here were. Because I would not have fancied playing a game two days after arriving uh, when I got here. <laughs> what do you get the sense that Ireland are expecting from Jordy Knight? Is he just coming over to fill a few starts for the rest of the group stages and maybe that's it? Or do you feel like he has a genuine chance of maybe staking a claim for more game time in some of the bigger games? Oh, he'll obviously play tomorrow and then I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him play against Samoa as well, maybe giving uh, Peter Mahoney a breather in that one. Would I be surprised to see him play well enough to edge Reese Roddick off the bench for a quarterfinal? Depends who they're playing. I think Reese Roddick certainly would be on the bench against South Africa just because of the physicality he brings but possibly against the All Blacks, you know, if Jordy goes well the next two, uh, the next two games, he could find himself on the bench. I don't think he'd start the quarterfinal back row at this stage is CJ, Peter Mahoney, and Josh Van der Flair, and I don't think that's going to change. You know, with these short turnarounds, you're only one niggle to somebody else away from finding yourself starting a big game too. Now that he's out there, something that we thought might be a reason to include him in the original squad was his versatility. Now that he's out there in a big game, does putting him on the bench offer another feather to Joe Schmidt's cap and that he can cover six, seven and eight if you stick him on the bench? Yeah, I think it would in a lot of ways. You know, um I suppose with Reese Roddick, you're really looking at it as a six could probably play eight as well. But if your starting seven was to get injured then you'd be looking at having to shift O'Mahony across if Roddick was on the bench. It's just I suppose with you know with that versatility it can be as one of those blessings and the curse type situations because Jordy's best position is seven but his last two starts for Ireland have come at eight. This one's coming at eight as well. So you're really asking him to make an impression somewhere that's not his best position that he can play and it's a valuable asset for him to be able to play there. But with Ulster, the way Marcel Garcia has played, obviously he's been their starting eight. The way Jordy's played, he's been their starting seven. So they're quite entrenched in the, into those rules in Ulster. And then whenever he's playing for Ireland, you're asking him to do something different. Getting back to the game tomorrow, obviously we've heard a lot about Kobe. We saw it in the, uh, in the Scotland-Samoa game and the England-USA game. How difficult the conditions are with the humidity and how slippery the rugby balls get. We know that a few of the teams have been putting shampoo or oil on the rugby balls to practice playing with the with the greasy conditions. Have Ireland been doing anything similar? Something's been talked about a fair bit just for the players this week, like just in terms of being able to even dry your hands because your hands get sweaty and then you can't dry them on your jersey because your jersey is so sweaty. So, mm. you know, CJ Stander was talking about it's sort of imperative that you wear like sweatbands around your wrist just mm. so you can uh, have something to dry your hands on. Joe Schmidt was talking about, you know, there'll be 
going to the bench maybe a bit earlier and there's likely to be a 20 minute drinks break they'll be changing jerseys at half time just to get into uh, into dry jerseys they went to Portugal so they're training in bin bags you know they've done their sort of warm weather training but mm. Kobe feels like something different again like it's definitely the sort of stickiest uh, for want of a better word than any game I've ever attended on Monday night there Scotland against uh, Scotland against Samoa and you saw the handling hours there was and um, 34 turnovers, which was actually less than there had been in the USA England game. So players are, are finding it very, very difficult, it must be said. You're listening to the Ulster Rugby Roundups World Cup Special, brought to you in association with Remus Ewell, Victoria Square Belfast and Stockist Nationwide. Can you feel it just a, around the city? Is, is it a generally humid place? To be honest, mate, I, like, I went for a walk on Tuesday and I was walking for about an hour and like probably about 20 minutes into it, I realised how bad an idea it was. <laughs> um, yeah, like you can definitely feel it just around the city. Thankfully, this hotel has aircon, so the aircon is up by uh, full blast whenever I'm in the room. But the stadium, just with the dome. Being in the stadium, it kind of reminds me of, you know, like 1980s American baseball stadiums where there were like circular domes, you know. So the roof just holds everything in. It was very warm before the fans got in on Monday night. You could just feel it getting warmer and warmer and warmer and it just it didn't let up. And that was obviously very high up. In terms of the game itself, I mean, we, we can talk up Russia all we want, but at the same time, they're still the lowest ranked team in the tournament and by some distance, the worst team in the tournament. Realistically, Ireland should be getting the bonus point here. Is there a point that they should maybe have the bonus point wrapped up before we should start getting worried? Is this a game where you get your bonus point and you just move on? I know there's a lot of other changes, but with Johnny Sexton coming back in, you do want to show that whether it's true or not, you want to be able to show that with Johnny Sexton in the side, you're a different proposition. So I think you want to be in a commanding position, certainly by half time. And if that's the case and they let up in the last 20 minutes, I don't think that would be an issue but like you are talking about a game that Ireland should realistically be scoring 40 points If, if Connacht can beat them and that's considered to be Ireland light Ireland seniors should probably be putting a, a few points on them as well so It's hard to know sort of with those pre-season results because obviously they were you know they, they've been a lot better here obviously than they must have been in pre-season but yeah I don't think we should make the mistake of overestimating how good they are like as you say they are the worst ranked side here and their coach after the Japan game said the playing a tier one nation isn't like making a step up in the sport it's like playing a different sport so that's sort of where they're coming at it from. Presuming everything does go well for Ireland in terms of the result you've mentioned they're showing that they should be a different team whenever they've got Johnny Sexton available. Is there anything else that Joe Schmidt will maybe be looking for from this game, maybe from certain individuals or from his team as a whole that he can take away from this game? I think they'll definitely need to be improved discipline and I think he'll look for the likes of Dave Cocoyne, Tyke Byrne, Andrew Conway, if just to throw out three names, to put real pressure on the guys ahead of them for starting spots down the line. I think if you get that, then that drives everything on again against Samoa because people won't be thinking let's just win this and get to the quarterfinals people will be thinking about their place in the quarterfinals you mentioned discipline there it was something that was an issue against Japan but since then Joe Schmidt has revealed that World Rugby have admitted that Angus Gardner got three calls wrong what's sort of been the reaction on the ground to that I think like at the end of the day it's a bit like 
sighting. It's like it doesn't do you any good. Regardless of those three calls, I think there were still other times when it looked like Ireland had gotten on the wrong side of their F and didn't adapt, especially sort of those offside calls. There's obviously an issue between Ireland and Angus Gardner. There's something there, given that Joe Schmidt very rarely mentions referees, but has done so here. In the build-up to the Japan game, referencing the Wales game at the end of the Six Nations that he was upset about. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a, a different matter of, uh, you know, or Ireland will be hoping it's a different matter with a different referee, obviously. Angus Gardner will certainly not be on Joe Schmidt's Christmas list, that's for certain. Looking at Pelé as a whole, obviously Scotland picking up that bonus point win over Samoa puts them right back into the picture. I'm assuming there's no panic within the Ireland camp that it's now a lot tighter than what they'd hoped it would be. They're still just continuing on. I know they've been trotting out the line of, you know, they've lost one game, but their World Cup isn't over. I mean, you're not getting the sense that there's any panic or anything, are you? I don't think they're just saying this. I think this is genuinely true. I don't think they care particularly who they play in the quarterfinals. It's going to be a very, you know, it's going to be against a very good side regardless. You know, say you were in England's group, for example, and it was a difference between playing England or playing France or something like that. When it comes to New Zealand and South Africa, I think there's an awareness that they're going to have to be beyond anything that we've seen this year to beat either of those sides. So I don't think there's panic. You know, Joe Schmidt was asked about it yesterday if it's changed his level of belief in what this side can achieve. And that was part of his answer, just talking about how big a quarterfinal was going to be regardless. And he also, I suppose, spoke as well about how Japan and that fixture had sort of worried him for a long time, more so than the Scotland game, just because of the turnaround and because of obviously where the game was. So I don't think there's panic. I don't think we're going to learn a heck of a lot everything's still still geared towards those uh, quarterfinals in what two weeks time now? until those quarterfinals we have two more games to go starting tomorrow of course against Russia in Kobe that kicks off at quarter past 11 UK time Jordy Murphy as we mentioned starts from an Ulster perspective Ian Henderson is on the bench Rory Best and Jacob Stockdale just getting the weekend off. Johnny, I'm going to ask you for a prediction. I think I can guess what you're going to say, but how do you think uh, the game's going to turn out tomorrow? I think there will be 50-odd points in Ireland. will get most of them. That wasn't far off what I thought you were going to say. Johnny, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us again. We'll let you get on. Enjoy the game tomorrow, and we're looking forward to chatting to you again afterwards. Cheers, chat to you soon. You've been listening to the Ulster Rugby Roundup's World Cup Special brought to you in association with Rima Suomo, Victoria Square Belfast and Stoggis nationwide.